love to invite our senior pastor to come up and share the word with us this morning. Let's give her a big round of applause, guys. Thank you. Let's get myself organized. How is everybody this morning? Are we good? Day five of our prayer and fast. Are you there? Anyone? <laughs> I'm doing it. Hey, Day five. Had an awesome uh, prayer meeting on Wednesday night as well. Thank you for those that came along. Um, God is moving in this house. God is moving in this house. Miracles are taking place. People are being healed, set free. Relationships are being restored, reconciled. God is moving and it comes down to a foundation of prayer, hey? Prayer and fasting. Day five today, I'll pray for you if you'll pray for me. Yeah? Today my message, welcome to our online as as well if you couldn't be here uh, in the house. It's pretty cool in here. We hope you can make it next Sunday. Um, but we're glad you could join us online. And if you're new, I'd uh, love for you to connect with us as well. The title of my message this morning is, It's Complicated or Is It? It's Complicated or Is It? Having a conversation with my seven-year-old just this week, and she said to me, Hey, do you know whose birthday it is after Jesus' birthday? And I thought to myself, surely she can't be talking about her birthday because it's not till June 2023. But of course she was, right? She was talking about her birthday. And, uh, and, but then her next question was this, when's God's birthday? When's God's birthday? And I said, well, Jesus is God, so technically his birthday is at Christmas time too. It's before 7 o'clock, all right? So I hadn't even had my coffee. And, uh, and then her next question was, well, if Jesus is God, how can Jesus be God's son? And again, it's before seven o'clock, not even had my coffee. So forgive me and please be gracious towards me. And my answer was simply, it's complicated. It's complicated. The Father, Son and the Holy Spirit relationship, the Trinity is complicated in the natural, really, if you think about it. It's complicated. How can three people be one person? How can that be, and do they each have a birthday? Do they? The Bible says that God always was, right? God always was. His spirit was hovering over the earth when it was formless, when, it was, when there was darkness, when it was empty. He was, the spirit of God was just hovering there. He always was. And so how do we begin to articulate this God that always was, this God that spans the universe with the palm of his hand, this God that is all-powerful, this God that is all-present, how do we articulate it? It's a little bit complicated. This God that desires to be in relationship with us, it's complicated. You know, we were all born for relationship. We were all born for relationship, and I think it's safe to say that we all want healthy relationships. We want better relationships. We want successful marriages. We want, uh, we want great relationships with our kids, right? We want solid friendships, yeah? We want, we want great working relationships with our bosses, with our co-workers, with our neighbours, etc. We want to have success in our relationships. But who knows, it's complicated at times. Whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you've been married for 50-odd years or whether you're newly married, whether you're uh, separated, divorced, whatever, it's complicated at times. Right, Jacob? 
I'm just lucky he loves me, right? I think it's safe to say that we all desire healthy relationships. We all desire to have better relationships. And to do this, it has to come back to our relationship with God. It has to start there. It has to come back to that relationship, strengthening and nurturing our relationship with God. The single most important relationship of our lives. The single most important relationship of our lives. I want to take us to the beginning of God's word in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. It says this, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, Fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Now, it's interesting to note that it says, let us. Let us make mankind in our image. Who's us? I mean, who's God talking about? Who is us? And so he's talking about himself. He's talking about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's who he is talking about. And right from the very beginning, we see the Trinity in action. Right there, we see the Trinity in action. A foundational belief of Christianity uh, is that God is love, that love is the very essence of who God is. And this belief comes from the relationship that exists between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It exists through that relationship. They each hold different functions, yet they have the same spirit. And the relationship between the three expresses a mutual love and connection between one another. So you see it right at the very beginning. When we were made in his image, we were made out of that love, that mutual love and that connection amongst the three, revealing the very nature of who God is. It reveals it right there. At the very core of who God is, he is relational. He is fellowship. He is love. He is community. And so God didn't create human beings uh, because he was lonely. He didn't create uh, human beings because he was like, I'm just so bored, I need some peeps to hang out with. Where are my peeps? Right from the very beginning, it, it came out of an overflow of just who he is, out of this relationship, out of the very, out of the very core of who he is. The Father, (coughs) the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so when the Bible says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, it means we too were created for love, for connection, for community, for relationship. Because we were created in his image. It's the very core of who we are. It can't be any other way. It can't be. So when you have uh, people doing life alone, when you have people living without God, we wonder how they do it. How do they live without God? Barely can live with God. How they live without God. When we have people isolating themselves from community, it's a problem. Because that's not what we were created for. Because we're created in God's likeness, in his image, out of relationship, out of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
which means we too at the core crave that community, that relationship, that love, that mutual connection. It's a problem when we begin to do it alone because God has called us to carry the message of reconciliation for those that don't have it. He's called us to carry that message to bring people back into relationship with our Heavenly Father. Luke chapter 10 verse 27 says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. It's pretty hard to love God with everything you have if you first don't know how much God loves you. Pretty hard, I reckon, because first you have to know how much does God actually love me. And we know how much God loves us because the Bible says that he, Christ, died for us while we're still sinners. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much God loves us. He sent his one and only son to die a horrific death on the cross He was risen again so that we could come back into relationship with our Heavenly Father. And so we know right there it's not about performance. It's not about how many chapters of the Bible we read this morning. It's not how many times we come to church in a month on a Sunday or how much we serve. It's not about what we did or didn't do. We didn't choose him. He chose us. He chose us. He chose you. He chose you. In all your flaws because we know none of us are perfect right all our issues he still chooses us he still chooses you I think that's incredible absolutely incredible some of us doubt God's love for us because of the relationship we've had with others there's a doubt there because of unhealthy codependent relationships perhaps dominated by control and manipulation we begin to doubt God's love for us because of those relationships that we've had horizontally and that's why we need to get the vertical right first it's absolutely integral broken relationships hurt rejection abuse the list goes on control the list goes on or even our poor choices right we've all had them I mean who has not made a poor choice several hundred right times a million (laughs) yeah these poor choices has caused us to doubt God's love for us it's caused us to doubt you know I've heard it preached this and I don't know where I've heard it preached so at some stage you can just make it your own but I'll still say I've heard it preached (laughs) God's love is not an if kind of love if you do this and if you do that then he'll love me God's love is not a because kind of love because you do this or because you do that but it's an in spite of kind of love, in spite of our failures, in spite of our shady past. And I know you guys have got shady pasts. It's not just me and Jacob, right? You just hold it here. Wait till I start asking you to share your testimony, hey? Then we'll see what happens. Despite of our shady past, this microphone each week, in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our faults, in spite of all these things, God still loves us. God still loves you in spite of these things. It's not an if kind of love. It's not a because kind of love. It's in spite of, in spite of. I've lost you. Let's go. Let's change this mic. About $1,000 if anyone wants to help. Can you hear me? All right. Praise Jesus. No one is disqualified from the love of God. You have to settle that. 
within yourself. No one is disqualified from the love of God. And it's because of this great love for us that we're able to love him back with everything we have. It's because of this great love that is poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that we're able to love God with everything that we have. And so to love God, to grow in relationship with him, is to get to know him more. It's much the same as you would with any other person, any other relationship. And basically it's you, you just spend time with him. That's all. It's literally that simple, spending time with Jesus Christ, spending time with God, setting time aside to spend time with him. Jeremiah 29, 13, thank you, Jacob. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of my heart. It's an interesting piece of scripture. God wants us to seek him with all of our heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart God is not a distant God he's not hiding from you he's not playing hide and seek right (laughs) he didn't create you and then leave you to your own device thought okay creation's done see you later I'm just going to watch up from high and see what happens here surely they're going to mess it up and yeah we did yeah we did and we keep messing it up right but he's a good God he keeps putting new plan new plan new plan new plan new plan new plan it's not just one plan. It's not for God, uh, God I, I know the plan, the plan I have for you. It's I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Sometimes we get stuck on that one plan and we stuff up that one plan. We're done. It's not true. It's not what the Bible says. You read, go back to the Old Testament. He, I mean, how many times did he keep putting in a new plan for the Israelites? And we think they're thick and, and all these things, but I mean... I just need to look at my life and you can come look at it if you like. Exactly the same. Praise Jesus. He cares about what you care about. Every little thing that you care about, you think it's stupid, he cares about it. I wish I had a story right now that would come to mind, but sometimes I'm blown away by, and I wouldn't think that God would answer that prayer or even care care about it or even that I prayed that prayer, but it's just in my heart. And it's something so simple and so little, yet he answers that. And he gives it to you. He cares about those little things. He desires to be in an intimate, personal relationship with you. However, there's always a however, it's our responsibility to get to know him. It's our responsibility to find out who he is and who we are in him. That's our responsibility. He's not going to do it for you. I mean, what more could he do? He's already given us the son. Not the sun in the sky, the sun Jesus Christ, right? It's our responsibility, finding our identity, our security, our worth, our significance in him. That's our responsibility, which lays a foundation for all other relationships. You know, not long after I got saved and I was single at the time, I made a decision and I knew within me that it was absolutely essential that before I entered into another relationship, that I'd first and foremost make a solid commitment to building and developing and strengthening my relationship with God. I just knew that that's what I had to do because I knew within me that all my other relationships were pretty unhealthy because I was a part of them. (laughs) And... uh, yawning as you stop there and uh and and pretty and pretty codependent so I just knew that if I wanted to do things differently if I wanted to do 
things God's way, if I wanted a different outcome, then I was going to have to really build a strong foundation and get to know this God who lives and breathes relationship and love. And I made that commitment. And I needed to get to know this God who designed me, who, who, who created me in my mother's womb, who knew what my purpose was, what my destiny was, who I was. I needed to find out my identity. I needed to find out my value. I needed to find out that I was worthy in his eyes. I had to find that out before I entered into another relationship. It was integral, absolutely integral. And, and that is where I found my foundation or find my foundation for other relationships. So, and I'm p- please, I'm not perfect in relationships, far from it, far from it. But it's absolutely essential that it's the springboard. All other relationships are the springboard of the most important relationship, and that is your relationship with Jesus Christ, with God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. No, don't look, please, Jesus. (laughs) That'll keep you away from your Bible. No, it's meant to draw you to your Bible, yeah? Because we want to get better. We want to be healed. We want to be restored. We want to not look to other things. And I'm speaking on relationships today, but I'm talking drugs, alcohol, uh, whatever else it may be. We want that restoration. We want that healing. We want that wholeness that God has designed us for. The Bible is living and breathing. It's not just a collection of words. It's so much more. And if we read and meditate on the word of God, it'll transform us from the inside out. The word of God literally will transform you from the inside out. You begin to renew your mind. You begin to line up your thinking with God's thinking. It's pretty awesome. Lies that you've believed all your life will begin to be replaced with God's truth. With God's truth. I remember reading Proverbs when I first got saved and it said, the simpleton always does this, runs into trouble or da 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 and the wise person does this. And I tell you, I was the simpleton every single time. And I used to think I was so smart and so wise. And it was the opposite in God's kingdom. It was crazy. But my friends, don't listen to me anymore. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way I got it wrong for all those years. John 1, chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word and Jesus came to this earth 100% man and 100% God. Try explaining that to a seven-year-old. Where are the kids' ministry teachers? But we're never going to understand it with our natural mind, and we were never meant to. That wasn't the way God... If we can box God in and understand him with our natural mind, then God's not big enough. He's not big enough because we were never designed to understand God in the natural. It's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit. As you read the scripture, Holy Spirit, speak to me, open up my mind, minister to me. The living 
active words. It's not just a collection of words uh, that you're reading. It's going to take faith. It's going to take surrender. And sometimes we've got to surrender our intellect. Not very hard for me. But some people that are super smart, you've got to surrender your intellect. Surrender your intellect. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, 3, and he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. God wants us to come to him like children. And this means to come with a childlike humility. A childlike humility in faith and in simplicity. That's how God wants us to come to him and 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 that doesn't mean uh have a blind faith that doesn't mean don't ask questions because kids ask heaps of questions right they ask heaps of questions another curly one i got just this week was mum if two girls from my seven-year-old if two girls get married who walks down the aisle i don't know it's not a blind faith Kids ask questions, but it's simply coming and believing. I shouldn't have thrown that in there. I could have lost you. <laughs> it's allowing ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit, opening yourself up to a different way, allowing yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit and opening yourself up to a different way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one will come to me except through the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so to know God and to grow in relationship with him is to know and receive Jesus Christ. And to know and grow in relationship with Jesus Christ is to abide in his word. Because Jesus is his word. He came in the flesh. John 15, 4 says this, Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Lord, I don't ever want to be that branch. Sometimes scripture hits us in the face, but it's to give us a holy fear of the God of the universe because he can do anything our lives are in his hands and when we read scriptures like that that kind of like did, did our loving amazing beautiful God just say that yeah he did to give us a holy fear to give us an understanding of how big he is and what he is capable of amen we must re remain in him and in his love. You know, when our kids are obedient, there's harmony in the house. It's beautiful. There's peace and there's a flow. Oh, didn't have much of that that week, though, Susie. When there's disobedience, when kids are disobedient, we still love them. We do. They're our kids, right? But there's disharmony. There's, there's just this lack of peace. It's a little tense. There's, there's just not that flow that's happening. And it's, it's, it is the exact same with us with God. Obedience is the key to growing and strengthening our relationship with God. When we stuff up, when we, when we, when we get it wrong, when, when we're disobedient, like he still loves us, 
we're still his kids, but it affects our relationship with him. It affects our relationship with him. Obedience is the key to growing and strengthening our relationship with God, laying that foundation. You're building that foundation, right? You know, when I look at um, Abraham's life, uh, and he spent many years waiting for what God had promised him, many years. God said that he was going to multiply, he'd be blessed through the nations, uh, that he was going to be a father of many and all of that. And, and his wife, though, couldn't even get pregnant. And he, and he spent many years waiting. He'd heard God. He'd, he'd heard the promise. But he never gave up. He never gave up. He continued to persevere. He continued to be obedient. And one thing, he, one thing you can say of Abraham is he never gave up. He kept going despite his setbacks, despite his mistakes, despite the length of time it took for God to fulfill his promise. He kept going. And Abraham continued to believe. And because of that, what we see in Abraham's life is simple obedience to God. Simple obedience to God. God asked Abraham to leave his country. He asked Abraham to leave his people. He asked Abraham to leave his father's household and to go somewhere. Didn't even get told where. Just go, um, he didn't even tell him where. So Abraham had no idea where he was going. He didn't know. He had to leave what was comfortable. He had to leave what was secure. He had to leave what was known. And he had to go to a place that he didn't know. And you know, Abraham, because he trusted in his God, he did it. He was obedient. It wasn't complicated for him. God said it, so he did it. It wasn't complicated. He didn't have all his reasonings. He didn't complicate it. It was simple. God said it, he did it. God said it, he did it. When, um, if I won't say if you know the story because I hope people in this room that don't know the story, to be honest, I want to see more people in this room that that don't know the Bible, praise Jesus. Are you with me? Yeah? But when he, um, when Abraham got asked to offer up his son, to sacrifice his son, and um, he had to decide what to do. And obviously we, God didn't allow that to happen, but he was testing Abraham's obedience. And Abraham was obedient. It was the same with um, Noah. Noah was asked to build an ark for this thing called rain. They'd never experienced or seen rain before, ever. Apparently a flood was coming. But Abra uh, Noah was obedient and he built this ark and he was ridiculed and laughed at and insulted and all the rest of it, yet he was obedient. He was obedient. And through Abraham's obedience, the entire world was blessed. All of us were blessed because of Abraham, right? All of us. And it's through Abraham's obedience. Obedience is key to the miraculous. Absolutely key to the miraculous. Obedience triggers the miraculous. And with Noah and the ark, humanity was saved. God was pretty sick of us by then. He was done. Maybe I'll save one. Praise Jesus for Abraham's obedience and for Noah's obedience too, right? And so the question is, is, and the team can come forward, please. The question is, is what is God calling you to? What is your next step? And is it really that complicated? Is it really 
that complicated or is God just calling you to simply believe and trust him? Simply believe and trust him. What is God calling you to? What is your next step? Is it really that complicated? To surrender, to obey, to step out, to put self aside, to put self aside. That one hurts sometimes, right? To put self aside. You know, is serving really that complicated? Is reading your Bible that complicated? Is praying that complicated? Well, sometimes do we make it more complicated? I don't know. God's calling us to really just step out in obedience to him. Whatever he's been speaking to your heart about, he just wants you to simply trust and obey. And we don't have to make it complicated, except if God said it, then we do it. If God said it, then you do it. And yeah, we have our different reasons sometimes, don't we? We have fear, we have other relationships, uh, we have a bunch of different things. But if God said it, then we do it. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for every single person here right now. I thank you that our relationship with you is the most important relationship of our lives and out of that flows all our other relationships. And as we're obedient to you, Lord God, that is the key. As we're obedient to you, this then strengthens our relationship with you. And we begin to find an ease in that. We begin to find a peace in that. We begin to find a flow in that. We begin to step out into all that you have for us, Lord God. We begin to see healthier relationships around us, Father. We begin to see wholeness and restoration and reconciliation, Father God. I pray, Father, for every single person here, Father, that they would really know who they are in you, that we would find our worth, our identity, our security, our significance in you and you alone, that we wouldn't look to other relationships or even other things, Lord God, but that it comes from you. That it comes from you, Lord God. God, I just pray that, that where there is pain and where there is hurt, that you come into those places and that people would find healing this morning, Lord God. I pray where there, there is restoration needed and reconciliation, Lord, that, that you come into that place too, Father God. Where there is courage that is needed, Father God, for next steps, for obedience, for whatever it is that you're calling us to, Lord God, I pray that we'll just do it afraid sometimes that we wouldn't wait for the fear to be gone before we step out, that would step out and trust you. And so we thank you for our relationship with you, Father. We thank you for all our other relationships as well, Lord God, and we commit them to you. And we offer them up to you, Father God. And we ask that you'd come into those places 
and be at the center. I just pray for every single person here today, Lord God, that, that we would make a decision in whatever way that that looks like for each person to grow closer to you, to be strengthened by you. Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. That we as a church would commit to strengthening our relationship with you, whatever that step looks like, whether it's reading the Bible, spending more time in prayer, joining a growth group, fasting for the first time, beginning to pray with your spouse, whatever it looks like, that we as a church commit to taking that next step in really strengthening our relationship with you. Just while our heads are bowed and I just want to give, I don't want to close the service without giving anyone an opportunity to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and for those that are online as well. If you've never began a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, today is your day. And so it's a simple prayer and we're going to pray that prayer all together. And if you're praying this prayer for the first time, just believe it and mean it with all your heart. Church, if you'd follow after me. God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins, wash me clean, and today I choose to live for you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Just with our heads bowed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you can lift your hand up in the air, if there's anybody here that's never prayed that prayer or if you're making a recommitment or if you're online as well, if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to send some resources to you. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? We're just going to finish off with a song, if that's okay. Awesome. Speak the name of Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak
Awesome message, and thanks so much for leading us, guys. 